Well, they asked me to speak on joy. <laughs> so I wore lots of yellow, and we're going to go for it. Um, I would like to start by a quick word of prayer, and then we'll go. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. We love you. We desire more of you. And may this time honor you and glorify you. May people feel closer to your heart at the end of our time together than they did before they came in. Amen. Okay, so first things first. I think sometimes we can get into trouble when we talk about different topics, whether, I mean, church topics, political topics, like whatever, uh, when we don't talk about the definition. Is that, is that a fair statement? I think sometimes my understanding of the word joy and your understanding of the, joy, of the word joy might be different. Um, so I want to talk about um, what I think joy gets confused with often, which if you were going to, I'm way interactive. I like it way better that way. So, like, what are some words that are synonyms for joy? Happy. Yeah? Cheerful, happy, high energy, crazy, makes you laugh. I don't know. Willing to embarrass themselves immensely. Wait, what, what? Kara. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I received that. Um, I will say this, for me personally, um, joy comes easy, which my face is crying and I'm saying those words, but I don't know how else to do this other than to be real with you. Um, I was so excited to teach on joy because it is something that is just in my nature. It's how I was born, it's how I'm wired. Um, I typically tend to frame things in a positive light. So anytime there's something wrong, I'm going to find the silver lining. I'm going to find a way to say that um, this is happening so that this can happen. Um, I, I'm just always going to look on the bright side of things. That's just typically me, how God made me and how he wired me. So to be in a season that is not joyful... And be speaking on joy is actually very vulnerable and scary. So this is probably the most nervous I've ever been to speak. Um, it's usually comfortable and easy, and this time it's harder. So when you think about joy and you think about happy, happy is, a, is based on your outside circumstances. Happiness is a response to the things happening around you. Does that make sense? Okay, we're tracking. Um, joy is actually something that is deeper. Joy isn't based on your circumstances. Joy isn't based on God's favor in your life. Does that make sense? Joy is a gift from God that transcends any circumstances you could experience in your entire life. And I don't know where all of you are at. I don't know if you are in a season where joy comes easy, where you wake up in the morning and you're like, I got this, let's go. Um, I don't know if you're in a season where you um, wake up in the morning and you're like, please, God, I can't do another day like this. 
the way that I feel, I just can't. And what's so amazing about God is that because he made us and he loves us and he has intimate knowledge of us, um, he can meet us anywhere on that spectrum. So when we take apart what the definition of happiness is and the, ha- and the joy part, I, wa- I want to be very clear because I think that sometimes we end up mixing our words up and not because like they're just synonyms. They all kind of mean the same thing. Um, and we kind of put them in a box and like that's what it is. And so I think there's a little bit of uh, deconstructing that needs to happen this morning for us to really talk about like what joy is. Um, and one of those is to separate happiness and joy. And again, happiness is based on your what? Outside circumstances, whereas joy is something inward. It's something eternal. Happiness comes and goes. The joy of the Lord is something that is eternal. It is everlasting. That is why Jesus died on the cross for you. For everlasting joy. Does that mean that happiness abounds? Not actually. Scripture is very clear. In this, t- in this life, you will have trials and tribulations of many kinds. Scripture is very clear that there are hard times and that he will not leave you and forsake you. Then when you think about joy and you look at verses on joy, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Uh, one of the verses in the booklet talks about um, the, the, this one is, uh, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. You guys, that's at the same time. Like that, that proverb is those things together. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Like that, that honestly is what I feel right now. Um, going on a walk with a friend recently, and, and she was asking for like, okay, so what is it actually that you, like you're feeling like? And I said, I feel like I'm joy trapped in sadness. Like, I know who I am and how God made me and wired me, but my outward circumstances, I feel like, are confining me right now. And, like, I just, I feel uh, very suffocated by it. And then you read the next psalm out of the booklet on page four, and it's like, those who sow in tears shall reap with joyful shouting. Again, it's like both of those together at the same time. Like, there's some crying, and then there's some joy. Uh, Psalm 51:12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit. And that's where I want to camp out this morning. Sustain me with a willing spirit. For me personally, joy is not something that I'm chasing after in this, in this season right now. Does that make sense? Because I think that sometimes we're chasing after joy. And some of the ways that we can chase after joy, I feel like, are uh, people. So relationships, whether it be a bestie or a spouse or a neighbor or a friend or a husband or a kid or whatever, we're looking for joy in, in those relationships and with those people. Um, sometimes we're looking for joy in um, like the accomplishments or approval of others. 
So, okay, I'm going to have joy once I'm done with my bachelor's, or I'm going to have joy once I get married, or I'm going to have joy once I have kids, or I'm going to have joy once this happens. And it's, it's, um, it's based on this uh, accomplishment or milestone, so to speak. And then the approval part of that as well, like, okay, when I get this promotion and I'm approved, I'm, I'm affirmed, people are like, yes, good job, then I will have joy. But right now, there's no approval and there's no affirmation coming in, and so like, that's not something I can like, do or wrap my head around. Um, and possessions, the things of this world. I will have joy if I can just have a garage. <laughs> <sighs> I love living in the heart of Salem with, with everything in me. Like Jeff and I knew God called us to minister in the community that we live in, that we work in, that we, like all of it right there. Like we're within a, like a five mile, five mile, five block radius of like everything, the school, the church, where we live. It's great. We love it. I would love a garage. <laughs> oh, I, would, I would love it. I would love AC and heat too, which would be awesome. Um. That's not going to bring me joy, right? I mean, that's just convenience. That's not like the joy of the Lord. That's not like salvation. That's not eternal. I can't take my awesome garage with me. <laughs> right? But because of the world that we live in, this very real broken world, we're going to look for joy in the wrong places sometimes. It could be addiction. It could be alcohol. It could be addiction food. It could be um, pornography. It could be extramarital affair. It could be, there's so many different things out there that are vying for our attention that are like commercials. Thank the Lord for Netflix. Amen, anyone. <laughs> As a mom with four kids, oh my goodness, commercials are horrible. They're horrible. One of my kids, we're watching, we're watching March Madness. I'm like, yay, basketball. I love basketball. Played it, coached it, love it. We're watching March Madness. Scary, creepy arm reaching out of a dark bathtub and like pulling at someone. Like literally, Caleb was like four years old. He saw that little clip and he had nightmares for two weeks. And I was livid. I'm like, I'm just watching basketball with my family. You gotta be kidding me. So Netflix is great because then I get to protect their little eyeballs more, which I love. <laughs> like keep them in a little, little somewhat innocence more. But also the commercials, they, they're selling joy. They're selling happiness. If you just drink this beer, then you will have a hottie toddy with an hottie body body and a bikini on a boat and life is going to be good. No, negative ghost rider. If you just buy these clothes, if you just shop at this store, if you just have this car, if you just eat this food, no, Jack in the Box is not the answer. <laughs> it's not. It will not bring you happiness. It will bring you the runs and indigestion. <laughs> they don't say that in the commercial. They're trying to sell you stuff. There's so many things of the world that are selling happiness, that are offering joy. And if you are here, 
and you have a personal and intimate relationship with the creator of the universe, you have access to eternal joy. And it does surpass your circumstances. So that is why I can get up here and talk about joy and be in a season of deep grief and sorrow. Because it's not based on my circumstances. Because my heavenly father loves me and he is present with me even when it's super crappy and even when it's super hard. And so I think that because we tend to like confuse happiness and joy, it makes it really hard as followers of Christ because we have all these, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, lies <laughs> from Satan who tells us things like, if you have God in your life, you should be happy. God's favor is on you when things are great. And some of you are like, well, that's not true. But honestly, some of us, that's what we grew up with. Like life is better with Jesus. And so that is why you want a relationship with him. Because it's, you're going to have unspeakable joy all the time. That is not actually what God has offered. He sent his son his perfect son, to die a sinner's death on the cross so that we could have relationship and have eternal joy. That is why heaven is so awesome. Like, that is why we get to look forward to heaven. Right? Scripture is clear. There's no tears. There's no sickness. There's no sadness. There's none of that. Because we, were, we are on this earth right now, we will have those things. We do not get ultimate, complete, full joy until we are in heaven with Jesus, with God. Sometimes I get jealous of Adam and Eve, and sometimes I'm just super ticked off at them. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> You're like, you had ultimate joy, perfect joy. Joy, you got to walk around naked all the time. <laughs> and nobody cared. It was just great. I mean, I love clothes. Like, I'm a fan. <laughs> Glad we're all clothed here today. But I'm just saying, like, they had it. They had it. And that slithery little snake, Satan, comes in, jacks it all up. And we bought into it. And when I say we, I mean we. Because here's the deal. History repeats itself. We're still choosing that. And it's not because we don't want to. Paul talked about, why do I keep doing these things that I don't want to do? Like, what the heck is wrong with me? Amen? Like, I relate to that. Why do I keep looking for joy and happiness and all these other things? And then, like, it doesn't happen. And then I'm disappointed. But really, duh. Like, it's, it's about Jesus. It's about, it's about his word. It's about this love letter to us. Throughout the entire Bible, it is a dad chasing after his children. It is a father who is broken for his babies and 
intimate relationship with you and I choose you and you are enough and you have what it takes and you have a seat at the table. That is what your heavenly father says to you. And for some of you, you're like, my dad sucks. Don't talk about God as my dad. I can relate. That's why it's so healing. And that's where he offers you joy. That's where he offers you joy. Because he is a father who is fighting for his kids from the beginning of time to the time that we get to be in his presence. That's where the joy is. The joy isn't in the here and now. We have it deep within our souls because of the Holy Spirit. So we have access to it. It is within us. I do not believe it is complete until we are in his presence. And if I'm off on that, somebody who's like consecrated or ordained or very professional can tell me that's bad theology and I'll own it. <laughs> I'm, I'm very teachable, guys. I'm very teachable. I have a, um, okay. Joy is a Greek noun which describes a feeling of inner gladness, delight, or rejoicing. Joy is an inner gladness, a deep-seated pleasure. It is a depth of assurance and confidence that ignites a cheerful heart. Joy is not an experience that comes from favorable circumstances, but it is God's gift to believers. Joy is a part of God's very essence and his spirit manifests this supernatural joy in his children. Joy is the deep down sense of well-being that abides in the heart of a person who knows all is well between himself and the Lord, herself and the Lord. Joy is this incredible gift that our Heavenly Father has given us that God has given us. It is not something to be chased after. We all have it. Because when we went to the cross and said, I can't do this. You can. You died on the cross for me. You are on the throne. I want you. I want to be in relationship with you. I believe that you died you went down and under for three days. You came back up. You sit at the right hand of Jesus. I'm in. When you do that, that is the gift that you receive. The gift of joy. An eternal joy that is inside. Not happiness that is based on our outside circumstances. And so if there's anything that we leave with today from this part of of talking about joy. My prayer is that you would all walk in confidence knowing you have access to it because your heavenly father has given it to you. And it won't be complete until heaven. But right here and right now, happiness and joy are two very different things. Now, does that mean it's bad to be happy? No. Does that mean I'm not as close to God if I get a garage? Absolutely not. <laughs> like... God would still love me if I had a garage. 
But if that becomes my focus and that becomes my identity and that is what I'm chasing after, that's when we get into the danger zone. Does that make sense? Okay, so at this time, my friends are going to come and we're going to chit-chat all together about joy, which y'all are like, that was a talk on joy? Awesome. (laughs) Can't wait to hear about grief. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, when you teach on your topic, then you have to lead this conversation. It's a little harder than you might think. I'm wiped. You got it. Go. (laughs) Okay, I have a thought. Come out. (laughs) I don't know what this has to do with joy um, but I had this thought when you were teaching because you talked about um, some of you wake up in the morning and you feel like yeah I'm ready for this day and others of you wake up in the morning you're like I just can't do it today and I thought I probably need to confess what I wake up in the morning feeling like and that's anxiety Almost every day I wake up and my first waking awareness is a tightness in my chest and a, and I can't even tell you what it's about. It's just, it's, it's my waking awareness. So what that has to do with joy and grief, I don't know, but it's part of the journey that we're on. Um, And that's kind of my waking awareness each day. What'd you wake up with, friend? Brownie bite? (laughs) Hold on, wait. Waking up with anxiety. That's that's my go-to feeling. Um, when we talk about joy, it is not an emotion that comes easily for me. Joy is not something that... Um, I, would, I wouldn't ever describe myself as a joyful person. I want to. Uh, but I don't own anything yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I do that. either. I, I will help you if, both. If our... <laughs> personalities are depicted by our what we are wearing right now I'm wearing gray and black oh my god so (laughs) I have a lot of black in my closet too my daughter said I went through a goth phase (laughs) I wake wake up each morning hating that I have to wake up just because sleep is awesome right so my roommates will tell you um, that I snoo- push the snooze a lot. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how I wake up very slowly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, can I pose a question here? <clears throat> so as you were talking, um, I love the picture of joy being a gift that's already there. And I think the question for me that comes out of that is, but how do I access? Mm-hmm. So you said we have access to it. Yeah. But but what does that look like to access it? Yep. And so that's kind of where my mind is going this morning. And I'm trying to think for back, sure. um, what does that look like for me um, to access the joy that God has already given? Mm-hmm. And a couple thoughts I have, and I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, I notice more and more joy in my life in seasons where I'm pursuing emotional healing. Um, not that I'm healthy Not that everything's okay, but I'm pursuing the journey of emotional healing. It makes more space for joy in my life. And then secondly, I notice more joy when I um, am growing in self-acceptance. And so learning about how God wired me, um, that he likes me this way, that my moments of joy probably aren't going to look like your moments of joy. And so this just kind of, huh, 
this is me, and this is what joy can look like in my life, and it's going to be really different from some of my friends. Um, and so, like, for instance, I was thinking, okay, what's, what are joy moments for me? I'm going to go back to the frogs um, that I love. <clears throat> uh, we had a house, oh, 15 years ago that in August would get kind of warm and swampy um, uh, in, the, in, the, in the lawn. And I had a riding lawnmower that I loved to get on in the hot sun and mow that I had tons of grass. So I would, I'm an introvert, so alone in the sun on a lawnmower, smelling the great smells. And then these frogs lived there in the swampland. And so I would see them hop in front of my lawnmower and I would like just instinctually put it into park, jump off the lawnmower, grab a frog, go tell my little daughter who loves frogs too, Look what I just caught. And so we actually bought like a terrarium so that we could capture frogs. One day I think I captured like eight of them. So these are th my kinds of joy moments that I wouldn't necessarily think all of you would have. <laughs> but I'm learning about myself and how to access how God has wired me and what that looks like. So thoughts on accessing joy. I just really appreciated that you mentioned that that's what joy looks like for you uh, because I think often we can have this picture of joy that it's it's the I'm bubbly and I'm jumping up and down and I'm Kara Brown and 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 that is amazing and and that is not me that is not what joy looks like for me uh, but there can be this feeling at least in myself of that's what joy is supposed to look like mm -hmm. and if that's if that's not how I how God wired me, then I can, I can enter into shame of, well, I'm just, I'm not a joyful person. And I, I have these, you know, I have eternal, the hope of eternity, and yet I'm not joyful. And, um, and I, and joy just looks different for, for different people. And so I've found that often joy is something that I consciously and intentionally have to choose that Kara said that she's somebody who looks for the silver lining. I don't know what the opposite of the silver lining <laughs> is, a black lining. I am I am the person who looks for that. When something is good, I'm like, well, what's wrong? Um, is that Eeyore? Yeah, something like that. Um, so I, I, it has to be a choice for me. And I was actually even thinking about that uh, as we were singing this morning, the song where we sing over and over again, you are good, you are good. Um, that to me is more of a, um, a stubborn declaration than it is something that I naturally feel. It's something that I have to choose to declare and enter into the joy that my God is good. Um, and so for me, it's these intentional moments of choosing to, to enter into joy and to embrace it. I, um, I really relate to the, if I think joy looks one way and I don't see that in my life, then I'm not being joyful. So I really appreciate that um, aspect. And so for me, I find joy rising with gratitude. Um, I actually struggle with, I, I don't um, diminish at all, but personally, I struggle with the choose joy phrase because I'm a perfectionist. If I then don't feel happy, 
I'm doing something wrong because I'm not choosing joy. And I get really stuck in my perfectionism performance behavior mode about something that's meant to be a gift that's already been purchased that we already have access to. And I find that one of the ways that I can access joy is to choose gratitude. Because gratitude makes sense to me. It's something that's tangible. And I find that when I begin to count my blessings or notice the things that God has done on my behalf or just notice what I'm enjoying, that that's when the joy that's on the inside rises up. So for me, I can't think of joy as something that I'm responsible to put on, even though as Christ followers, we have access to his joy. I have to think of joy that's something that wells up from within out of the depths of the Holy Spirit and the living water welling up inside of me. Um, so moments of joy for me um, are often just moments of deep awareness. So standing on the beach, with the waves pounding and the sun doing funny rays over the rock. And, and I was like, wow. And beginning to recognize that that is as much joy as the moments of giddy, I'm excited about this. Um, so just sitting and noticing my children, they're amazing human beings. I love them so much. And I can just I can just watch one of them doing their homework. And if I will slow down enough and pause, so I think maybe another tool for accessing joy is awareness. Mm -hmm. Just noticing, just paying attention. Lift our heads. You've said that several times in worship today, Laura. Lift our eyes and just look around. Mm -hmm. um, there are these things that cause something to well up inside of me that just is this sense of, it is well. It is good. When you were asking what is joy, uh, the word that came to my mind was contentment. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think um, for me, as I shared earlier, like it's more of a natural uh, just response and um, not even response, but like pre-existing. Like, does that make sense? Like a pre-existing condition? <laughs> just kind of like that's what it is. Um, but my husband and I were talking this last week as I was preparing and wrestling and oh, like, okay, God, what are you doing here? And um, he said, you know what's interesting is that you often will ask the question of someone, are you excited? And I was like, okay. And he said, excited for you calls for a response. Like, like a physical or verbal or emotional, like excitement is an action word. And he said, but for me, it's not. And I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I would have loved to throw him a birthday party when he turned 30. He was like, I just want a date with you. Like movie, dinner, and some you know, afterwards. And then I'm like, happy birthday, let's go. So for me, for my 30th, I was like, party, people, let's do it. Like, and I was excited. And it was a physical, emotional, verbal response to the excitement. And he said, for me, it looks like I think about it and, I'm, and I smile. And I was like, what? And, but for real, like, and you guys know Jess, so, so like, and some of you know him from, you know, worship, but some of you, you know, whatever, and you're like, huh, 
Like that, that's how he gets excited. That's how he, joy, he's like, I think about it and I smile. And I'm like, all right. So I think that giving ourselves permission to experience the gift that God has given us as we are made and as we are wired is so huge. Um, for an example, it, it, for Jeff and I, um, it was about two, two and a half years for us to get pregnant. Um, for some very dear friends of mine, it took a much longer time. When I got pregnant, I was like, woohoo! Like I told everybody, I was like, please pray, oh my word. And then I would have friends like, you know, you're not past the first trimester, you probably shouldn't say anything. And I'm just like, I know, I want everyone to know, like pray. Don't, don't speak those things, just pray good things, come on. Now, for her, she waited until, like, 20 weeks when you can find out the gender. Like, she didn't. She just told the two sets of grandparents and best curly-haired friend. She lives in California, my best curly-haired friend. So her, and, and then that was it. And she waited until, like, halfway through. That doesn't mean her joy was less than mine. Just means I have a big mouth. <laughs> just means that it's different. But it's totally different. For Beth Curly Haired Friends, she had to keep that close. And her joy was intimate. And her joy was deep. And her joy was real. And mine was like big and loud and crazy. Not cheap, not less than. Just completely different response to the same situation. But because God made her and wired her differently than he made me, it means we're going to experience it. And it means we're going to manifest it differently. I don't think we all get to experience it the same till heaven. Like, I hope we don't. Sorry, I have a mic. I hope yeah. we don't experience it the same in heaven either. That's what I just well, thought too. Well, not, not the on. same. Not the same. I just mean the fullness of in it. Fullness. Like, not like there. Yes. No, no, it won't be the same for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> but it will be the fullest. Yeah. There won't be yeah. anything better. I thought of another, just a practical tool that uh, along the way my counselor taught me about joy, um, and two pieces of this. One is that joy, uh, okay, I'm not a brain scientist, so some of you out there who are brain scientists, you can correct me if you want to, but lots it's my, I know, right? They're like lots of brain scientists out there. Um, my understanding is that um, joy, the center for joy is one part of our brain that can always, can, that remains plastic, yes. has plasticity, that some parts of our brain, um, okay, too many minutes for this, but I think it might be important. Uh, when my daughter was tiny, she had massive health issues. One of them was that she held her head to a 45 degree angle for the first two years of her life. So we talked a lot with doctors about vision, because if you're looking at the world this way forever, that's different than looking at the world this way. And there comes a time when your brain, even though it totally has the ability to see the world upright, it will turn off that ability if it's never used because it has not been asked of it and so it doesn't need it. And so there comes a time when, if her head stays this way forever, she would lose the ability to actually have surgery, straighten her neck, and see straight. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about with some parts of the brain have plasticity and some of them don't. Um, by the way, my daughter actually had eye surgery when she was two and a half and the whole problem had been visual to start with and she holds her head up straight now, which is a fascinating story in itself. But the joy center has plasticity our whole life. 
and that joy experiences have the power to heal our brain, have the power to change our brain ruts, have the power to touch those places that have been impacted by trauma. Joy is one of the healing gifts that God gives us. And so as I was meeting with my counselor, one of the practices that she gave me was to pull up what she would call a five-bar joy memory. So if you look at your phone and you look at your reception, you have one bar, two bar, three bar. We never have five bars, but to pull up a five-bar joy memory, and then to just to remember it, to think of it, and to, and to pull up and to remember and to verbalize, how did I feel? Why was that a joyful moment? Um, and that, that practice of bringing to mind a five-bar joy memory, simply bringing it back up, is a piece of the puzzle of the healing. And so just a, a daily practice or a weekly practice of being mindful. Um, so, you know, I journal. So just write on the top page of a journal for the next seven pages, five-bar joy memory. So when I sit down with my journal, I open up, I go, oh, yeah, and I take three minutes, and I bring to mind something that brought me a ton of joy as a piece of the healing journey. Um, kind of simple, but really practical. I think there's something really significant to the fact that God over and over throughout the Bible, like you read through the Old Testament, and one of the most repeated commands that I see is remember, 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 and and it's because we so easily forget. We forget the ways that God has been faithful in our life. And when we are in deep grief and we, when, when joy is hard, we, we forget. And God calls us to remember. Um, remember how he's been faithful. Remember how, um, how good he is. And um, I think he has to tell us that so many times because we forget so many times. Um, but I love that, that just recalling moments uh, is a way to enter into joy again and be thankful for those things. Anything else before we turn it over to them? I just want to um, hit on the gift aspect again. This is a gift with no strings attached. Like joy is a gift from the Holy Spirit and there's no strings attached. So how you steward it or how you respond to it or um, how you're wired and that impacts, there's freedom in it. It's not, um, there's not a formula. It's an intimate gift from God to you. And so you get to, you, you, it's between you and him. So it's not like Laura's, it's not like, Stephanie, it's not like Jennifer's, it's not like mine, it's, it's yours. It's what joy looks like to Jocelyn. It's what joy looks like to Mandy or to Lori um, or to Emmy. It, that, that's what you and him get to figure out. Um, and so I just want to remind you that that gift is an invitation. There's not an expectation with it, and there's not a right way to do it. Um, so I just want to give you that freedom as you break up into your groups. And, Process some of that. 